If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout Podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condo K, and joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. How's it going, Ben? It's all right. How are you going, Luke? This is uh, the 50th... We've been talking to you for over fifty hours now. This is episode. 50. Oh God, <laughs> not not in a row. Can you imagine talking to me for fifty hours straight? Um, I reckon by hour three, yeah, uh, I'd move on to small talk. <laughs> <laughs> I I struggle to some podcasts are like three hours long, and I think I don't know how you talk for that long. Like my mind starts to about the hour mark. When we're done, normally I can't. Tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Frazzled. Sometimes, sometimes we 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 like drift into like the sort of one one hour fifteen mark. That's getting dangerous at that. Point. And that's when that's when it starts to get dangerous. Like yeah. a couple of, I'm not sure when it was. Was it the Deep Blue Sea episode? I think we we're almost an hour and a half. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe it was one. It was one we did with Andy. Yeah. And like, yeah, that was pretty long. Did that's we record as... two episodes in one go once? Um, I'm not sure if we did two episodes in one go. We've done two films in one episode. I think we? I think that was difficult for my mind. <laughs> Yeah, because you kind of kind of finish with one film and then you go right on to the next one. And yeah. it's like, did we have to? Yeah, I think there's some some people like you know uh, like BBC Breakfast Show. That's like a four hour long. I don't know how to do that. That's that's a skill. Got new respect. Yeah, but, and and, they, and they like get up like ridiculously early. Whenever yeah. you see an inter- an interview with like a breakfast host, yeah, they always say something along the lines of, "Oh, I get up at four four p.m. the day afternoon before." Yeah. <laughs> it's always like a ridiculous time. Yeah, it's like what kind of life is it, Luke? And people we should... go, "We we well, got the rest of the day to do whatever you want." It's like, no, you haven't. You got to go to bed at two. You got to bed at two in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, so uh, this is episode 50. We thought we'd do something a little bit different before we jump into the, the final 10. Um, so we thought we'd do something called Annihilation. But before we talk about this, have you done any guffs? Have you done any horror guffs? That's a personal question, that is. I mean, uh, <laughs> I won't tell you, but my diet's all right. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think I've watched. I don't. I don't watch any horror. No. What have you watched? I haven't watched much this week. I watched Point Break. The remake. <laughs> the, the remake. No, not the remake. I refuse to acknowledge the remake. Um, I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen any of them. You've any. never seen Point Break? Oh my god! You got to watch Point Break. That's, that's, that's like a hot fuss quote. It's one of the Point pin- Break. <laughs> it's one of the pinnacle. Yeah, nineties no, yeah. action films. It's so cheesy, but it's so good. It's quotable. Yeah, it's, and it's the best bro film ever. Well, the only the, the only reason I know about it and the bits that I do know are from Hot Fuzz. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Yeah, but then you know that's good. It's shining a shining a light upon it. Yeah. I also saw the I also saw the new Tomb Raider, which was uh, which is all right. But I went to see it very very late. Well, I say very late. Yeah. It was like a nine p.m. showing. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd had a particularly long and taxing day, and uh, I was falling asleep within the first thirty seconds of the film. First thirty seconds. That's that's all right. I was good. literally like, "Fuck me, I'm so tired." I think the, oh, the headline the headline I saw for that was, "It's not as bad as other game adaptations, but it's not great." <laughs> that was that's like the Guardian it. review or something like that. Like it was all right for a while. Like it's very similar, obviously, in terms yeah. of plot to like the newer games. Yeah. Um. But yeah, after a while, it just sort of falls into sort of all these standard tropes, and you know the villains. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just one of them. You're just like, meh. Yeah. Is meh. it better than the the other ones? Like the what's the face ones, Angelina Jolie ones? There's there's something to be said about the first one of those two. That's like it's all right. I remember liking it a lot when it came out. Yeah. But like when you watch it back now, it's a bit like, oh god, this is horrible. Oh god. But still, <laughs> it's not yeah. terrible. But yeah. Cradle Cradle of Life, the second one was pretty terrible. I don't even remember that one. I remember Daniel Daniel Craig's in the first one, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, plays a sort of anti-hero, good guy, bad yeah. guy. Yeah, plays a dude, doesn't he? He plays a guy. That was that his like um, practice role for James Bond. Yeah, well, it was either that or Layer Cake, wouldn't it? But Layer yeah. Cake was a couple of, a couple of years later, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Layer Cake. So they did like a a film festival thing um, right next door to where I work, and it's free. And it was convenient. A, it was a genre. It was the Starburst magazine. That's it. That's based in Manchester. Um, and they put this thing on. Did loads of loads of crazy films. So I went down to watch some of the stuff there. Um, I watched Tremors. Oh, Tremors! I might be watching Tremors this week. Oh, it's good. It, I forgot how good it was. It's just a great fun B movie. Yeah, it's awesome. And Kevin yeah. Bacon is probably at, probably at his best. Yeah. Mm, Kevin Bacon's pretty great in everything. Yeah. I think, except, we, I, think, I think we take bacon for granted. Except the EE adverts. Yeah, when he's in his Britney Spears onesie. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> repress, repress that. Yeah. Um, Tremors is great. I mean, did you see, ever see the sequels? Where the graboid started walking. I think the second one they started walking. And then the third one they started mm. flying. Oh, I'm not sure. It yeah. doesn't sound familiar, so maybe not. They're, they're not as good as the first one. Uh, I also watched Altered States. Have you ever seen that? Mm, don't think so. It's like a guy. Uh, it's Ken Russell film. It used. It's a guy who goes into isolation tanks, and he has oh. his visions um, of like uh, prehistoric man and all this creature. But he uses all of the special effects that of like of the late seventies 
to the max. So now <laughs> it looks so dated, but like it, it's still kind of oh. fun. It's, 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 it's quite fun to watch. Um, and then I watched A Boy and His Dog, which I'd never seen before, which is like... Uh, so Mad Max is about like an angry guy in, in a post-apocalyptic world. A Boy and His Dog is about a really horny guy in a post-apocalyptic world and his telepathic dog. Why is he so horny? Why is his dog telepathic? I don't, I don't think there's any women. I think there's like one or two women around. And he, he asks his telepathic dog, he's got like this connection with his dog, to find him women. And they sort of go around hunting for women. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, but where did this idea come from of like a boy and his dog in a post-apocalyptic world? That seems to be such a staple now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've gone back to playing Fallout. You know, that's pretty, Fallout Fallout. Con- yeah. that's pretty much the concept is a boy Finding women. or girl. Or girl, or anyone uh, with a dog. Yeah, I got rid of the dog now. That dog's boring. Is he? I've never played it. Oh, it's good. It's a, yeah. good, it's a good game. It's got yeah. a lot of life. It's got a lot. It's got a lot to give. Yeah. Many, many, many hours have been spunked. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. So <sighs> Annihilation. This is the film you watched with your mum. Yep. I did watch it with my mum. Maybe <laughs> we should get my mum on an episode one day. Yeah. It would be. Uh, she'd have to stand like. 25 feet away from the microphone because she's Shout very out. loud yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um why did she did she want to put this on did you say mama i'm gonna put this film on you're gonna love it i just think every now and again we decide to watch a watch a sort of new horror or horror ish film okay well there are sex, sex scenes we did talk about this there are sex yeah. scenes in the film. was it awkward uh, as awkward as it can be, you know, when you're watching a film with your mum, you just either change tea? the subject, Anybody she like gets tea? up and goes, "Do you want a cup of tea?" Or, or, or you just, I just, I usually just stare into the corner of the room. And just, just, just imagine, I just imagine like a little spider out there, and just imagine what yeah. it's doing. Imagine it's like, like trying to tell myself a story about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it did keep keep kind of returning to the same sex scene, didn't it? Which was kind of annoying. Yeah, it was like a motif, just uh, the sex sexy motif. Um, so, do you want to tell us a bit about the film? Sure. So, Annihilation is a 2018 science fiction horror film written and directed by Alex Garland based on the novel of the same name by Jeff Vandermeer. The film stars Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, Tuva Notvani, and Oscar Isaac and follows a group of military scientists who enter The Shimmer, a mysterious quarantine zone full of mutating landscapes and creatures. Lovely. This is what uh, the Rotten Tomatoes consensus is. Annihilation. Did you call, what did you call it? <laughs> Big pardon? Consensus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Annihilation backs up its sci-fi visual wonders and visceral genre films with an impressively ambitious and surprisingly strange exploration of challenging themes that should leave audiences pondering long after the end credits roll. Got 87% Rotten Tomatoes score, 7.29 IMDb. The people on Horror Hangout group seem to really like it. I think uh, Tommy Draper said, I watched it last night, thought it beautiful and bonkers, a bit of a Donnie Darker for me, a film that I loved but didn't really understand it. Michael Meander said, reminded me of Arrival, uh, but it had an under-the-skin vibe at the end. I actually mm-hmm. want to watch this again pretty soon. He seemed to like it. John Connolly says, the fact that it's been mentioned alongside a film like Solaris and others is telling. We're going to be watching and enjoying Annihilation for decades. Gary Hackett says, yes, excellent. No, you weren't as sold, right? You were like... So good. It's... I probably need to watch it again to mm. to really get a get a purchase on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't think I was as sold. Like, I mean, I can completely understand why people are liking it, loving it, 
I mean, it is it is visually good. It is visually great. Um, there's the soundtracks pretty awesome as well. I mean, performances are good. It's very unique. It's it's very strange. It's got like a bit of a feel to uh, under the skin vibe. Yeah, that sort of otherworldly, um, bizarre feel. It reminded me a bit like of the Abyss, maybe yeah, two thousand one yeah. Space Odyssey. Um, but yeah, it kind of just for me at times it like felt like it never really got going. Then it felt like it lagged in places, and then I just felt like the plot was like a bit wishy washy. That yeah. makes sense. Like yeah, I kind of wanted it to go a certain way. I thought it would go a certain way. And people that like I really appreciate, like I wasn't even, oh, I wasn't really that impressed by, mm. like, um, like uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, who's who's like great in pretty much everything she's in. Um, obviously like Hateful Eight. Um, yeah. I thought she was very much very one dimensional. You know, her voice and Benedict Wong voices, they perfected that like frying egg sound. <laughs> yeah. Their voices <laughs> this, probably sound like someone like frying scrambled eggs on in the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, I mean the whole the whole Benedict Wong bit as well. I felt yeah. like that. There were a lot of what I felt like were poor plot devices throughout this. That kind of like pushed yeah. the plot in a certain way, but I was a bit like, eh. do you know what I mean? It felt like it ruined the experience for me a little bit. Like the shimmer, yeah. the shimmer is so the shimmer is so like strange. Yeah, and obviously yes, mysterious. It's almost like you're finding out about it yourself, and it felt like all these plot devices were kind of just like going right. Here's what the shimmer is about. Mm. Here's what's happening in the Shimmer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there, and there was quite a lot of exposition, exposition as well, which I didn't always appreciate. But the, I kind of felt... the, with how strange the film is and, and the idea of the Shimmer, I mean, yeah. I don't know how they could get by that if they didn't have any. Exp- with that, yeah, that film I... without exposition is a David Lynch film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they could they could have made a bit more of Tessa Thompson's character and how she was kind of like unraveling her understanding of the of the shimmer rather than just like when they yeah. needed to they would go to her and she'd say a couple of things yeah and everyone would go well what's going on here then yeah. um yeah i mean I, I as i said another another viewing would probably work well for me but i yeah. think every everything in i think the third act is pretty good so you uh well that's the like i, I like most of it i kind of liked all the weirdness of it um and then the the only thing that's kind of threw me, there's one bit towards the end which we we'll talked about more in depth, where um, it goes full on tone poem. Um, it's like the the alien thing is sort of like moving around, like ever shifting, and the music at that point is like. So the music starts off really kind of natural instrumentation, so like na- yeah. beautiful guitars and stuff, and it gets more and more. The music kind of refracts as their DNA refracts and becomes more fundamental yeah. and digital yeah, than. That- that worked definitely, yeah, because the music is a bit like classical guitar, sound a bit like the Last of Us soundtrack. Yeah, and yeah. then as it progresses, it gets more sort of like digital yeah. and sort of um, electronic and kind of yeah, like odd. Yeah, by the end when it was when it it, brought, it got to the climax of that and this weird alien thing was like moving around, her blood went into it. Um, they started then it started like a weird little dance routine. I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> it's quite cool. That- I, don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. That reminded me of um, the in the first Tomb Raider game where you encounter like a doppelganger of yourself, like a fleshy doppelganger. Yeah. And you've kind of you've kind of got to like move it. You've got to move in a certain way because it, it mirrors your movements, and then you get the doppelganger to like stand on a pressure pad or something. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that was very good. I so I mean, I didn't really understand. I mean, in a way, I understand why they didn't do. But I would have had the alien thing go crazy and chase her through the <laughs> chase her through the woods. 
and like how it ends sort of I think I think that's how how I felt about this film is that I kind of kept expecting something different to happen mm. and then I mean, it had a lot of good it had a lot of really interesting elements and really like unnerving elements as well yeah but like I wanted to find out more about the shimmer and the things within it and I felt like it never well, I mean that maybe that was the point but yeah. I felt like it never really got going to enough that I was a bit like oh I'm kind of like finding out more it was just like yeah. Questions upon questions upon questions that felt like they were never answered. Again, don't need everything answered, but just yeah. But there's, there's, there's some things which are like so. I understand the the fundamental idea of the of the shimmer is that it refracts oh. it refracts everything. So yeah. like uh, DNA, radio waves, whatever. Um, but then there's like ideas as on top of that. Like the start of the film has Oscar Isaac's character suddenly appearing miles away from this shimmer, and I'm like. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> like, how does yeah. he? How did the end? It doesn't really explain that at all. Um, well, yeah, maybe it refracts location. No, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, but, like the the possibilities are pretty much endless. But at the yeah. same time, it didn't. Nec- yes, the possibilities are endless. But it didn't. I don't feel like we were shown hmm. even a even a tiny percentage of what happened. Because yeah. do you think you not- would this make you want to read the book? Because I've heard people who, who yeah. have read the book yeah. have said the. Most people have seen who, who loved the book and have watched this and like, the film's not very good. It's never compared to the book. So maybe yeah. the book is... Cause I, remember, I imagine all this body horror stuff, you know, about yeah. the idea of this stuff moving inside them. And I bet that reads really scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've read a little bit about the book and I definitely want to check it out, especially yeah. like the other, the other books in the series. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a good film. I, I, of Alex Garland's uh, like writing and directing work. Yeah. I mean, this didn't. I don't think this compared much to some of his previous stuff. Like, I really liked Ex Machina. You know what I've noticed about his? Um, <clears throat> I think he's really good at creating visual loveliness, like, like psychedelics. Because in like uh, Dread, he produced, he wrote that, and produced it. And apparently, he was pushing in his boundaries and directing bits he shouldn't have been doing. But like the visual of the slow mo effects, you know, when they take the drug, that oh, yeah. reminded me of the Shimmer. Like, it had the same sort of color, yeah, color palette. Like you're looking at stuff through cling film or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, sort of like oily, weird. Yeah. yeah. Weird sort of like rainbow, greasy sperm. Greasy rainbow spunk, yeah. Greasy rainbow sperm, yeah. yeah. I mean, there we go. <laughs> okay, so uh, the film itself, so we just, the key players, there's quite a few. We've got Natalie Portman playing Lena. Um, Benedict Wong, he's sort of a government agent. Don't don't worry about it too much. Oscar Isaac plays Natalie Portman's husband. Um he's like a soldier. He's been away for a long time and he, he sort of returns. Uh Jennifer Jason Lee plays Dr. Ventress. She's one of the le- leading person on the team who's gonna take them into the shimmer. Uh and then we've got Gina Rodriguez, Tuva Novotny, and Tessa Thompson, who are all they're all part of this team that's going to go into the shimmer with, with Natalie Portman. And they've all got, I think the idea is they've all got some emotional issue or, or like problem. They've got, they've all kind of got some sort of problem as they're going into, into yeah. the shimmer. And then, and they're not like soldiers first out, are they? I think, are they? No, no. Really... Um, the only one who's got like military experience is Lena. Is yeah. Natalie Portman's character. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so, so and it's what we also get made out that we, they're sort of running out of soldiers as well because they've been sending in team after team into this shimmer. Why don't they just send the drone in? They said that. They said they sent some drones in. Oh, right. But the, the, dro- <laughs> the drones got... Refracted. Refracted. What did they do the same with technology? Oh, well, I guess like they were saying like signals and stuff get lost, so I guess it kind of messed it up. It would have been good to see some sort of like weird... Yeah. Techno- if they've been sending stuff in like that, weird technological um, animal hybrid. I don't know. Yeah, be interesting. Um, <clears throat> so it starts with uh, uh, Natalie Portman's character is confused. She's sat in a room with Benedict Wong is uh, is asking her questions. Where where have you been? What have you been up to? As as your mum, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, and, he, and he's he's wearing like a suit, to, hazmat sort of suit. hazmat suit. Yeah, yeah, and she's kind of just she looks all right. She looks like she's been through the mill, um, but obviously he's questioning her about like who survived this expedition. That yeah. I don't know how I feel about this sometimes in films. How do you feel about it? Um, yeah, yeah, I, know I mean, this, start, this kind of thing. Starting at the end, finding out finding out who's dead and who's alive already. I think it works as a plot. Well, she says they ask like, "What happens to the other people?" And she says, "I don't know." So it does kind of make you think, "Ooh, what, what, what the hell happened?" But I know what you mean. It does feel a bit overused, and it feels a little bit cheap. Yeah, because you know you're going to return to it eventually, and you know that obviously your central character here yeah. um, is pretty much um, not going to be under threat throughout the whole film. But then there's, there's stuff like, is that? We find out later on that is is that Lee. Although I think it, that's the thing that I didn't appreciate so much in this film is that I could kind of see that ending coming a mile away that it wasn't going to be. Yeah, and it did, and I don't think it necessarily even made that much sense. Yeah, it didn't make need... sense. And it didn't seem necessary. No, no, no. It it wasn't. It wasn't like a oh my god. It was a bit like a eh. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. really, <laughs> tick tick that one off. Um, <clears throat> so. She starts telling the story and it, it flashes back to before all this happened. She's um, a teacher at a college. She's very smart. She's a scientist, physiologist, biologist, something or other. You know, smart. Yeah. she's a regular. She's a bloody pants. smarty pants, isn't she? She loves all the <laughs> yeah. biology stuff. Yeah. Um, her husband, Oscar Isaac, uh, he's off doing something else. He's, he's been missing for a year or something. MIA, missing in yeah. action. Doing other films. Oh, you could have bloody, uh, you could have bloody rang me. You could have sent a postcard. You could have sent a Snapchat. Jesus, Kane, <laughs> Kane. Um, <clears throat> so then, Natalie Portman's like, he's left me. I'm gonna stick some music that makes me sad on, and I'm gonna paint the walls. <clears throat> and then he suddenly appears. He suddenly arrives home. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I'm thirsty. Need a glass of water. And then. And I need some beans on toast. Need some beans on toast. He's like, <laughs> um, he uh, he doesn't. He's not answering any of the questions. And I think at first you get you get the feeling that like it's just being it's classified. I can't tell you about it. Yeah, been away for a year, but you know, super yeah. secret. Pinky promise. And um, <laughs> but then like suddenly realizes like he, he's there's something very wrong. He doesn't know anything. No, like no. like he's had like he's had a bump on the head or possibly worse. Like he's had a stroke or something. Yeah. Ah, oh. yeah. Um, then he starts bleeding everywhere. Mm-hmm. The government arrive, government agents or something. Well, we see there's a nice little shot here, obviously, where he 
he he's drinking the water and then suddenly puts the glass down and there's a bit of that was really good yeah a bit of blood in the old glass also really like also it refracts their hands through the uh it, we see their hands holding through the glass of water and they're refracted as they're holding hands nice oh, didn't notice that, but that it's that bit of foreshadowing until I thought about it just now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so he starts bleeding. Uh, they go to the hospital, but the government arrive and go, no, this guy is uh, he's, he's messed up. He's messed up, man. This guy, we got to get, we got to get him out of here. And obviously, yeah. um, Lena's a bit like no, and Kane's a bit like ah. Yeah. That's it. So they take her to she. Oh yeah, they they drug her, and then she wakes up in the um. Area X. Yeah. And we get like little, it keeps going to black and we keep getting little uh, chapter headings, like lo- yeah. locations. I would have preferred it if instead of doing that, they, they cut straight to the scene and they'd have the text appear and it goes, you know how it does on a Terminator and stuff. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's always that's good. what I expect in a sci fi film. Um, so, <laughs> so she wakes up. Um, what, what happens now? We meet Ventress, I think. Yeah, we meet Ventress, the psychologist, who kind of like starts questioning her. Um, and obviously, Lena's being a bit sort of standoffish. She's not answering her questions directly. Yeah. And then she kind of explains the shimmer to her. So it's like a shimmering electromagnetic field blob thing that's like spreading. Yeah. And they're like on, right, right on the coast of somewhere. Do they say where it's exactly where they are? It's in Florida, I think, isn't it? Right. Okay. Um, I think so. It's sort of, yeah. There's alligators. <laughs> Well, there's a lot, yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it. I mean, it looks like that sort of area. Disneyland, I believe. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's Disneyland. They're, they're, in there, there's like a. That's totally like a Mickey, film. I want to see that like film. A, there's like a Mickey Mouse that's been refracted with like. Yeah. Uh, what? Tourists. <laughs> Offense. Japanese tourists. Uh, Japanese tourists. Oh god, <laughs> eight of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing. I want to see that film. Um, so yeah, Ventress. Like, I do think there's very weird about the tone. It's like the 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 pace of this film. It never feels like it goes. It feels like it's, it is very one note and it's very sort of eerie and calm and, and sort of. It feels like yeah. if anyone raised the voice or got too like energetic yeah. in the performances, Alex was like, "Whoa, whoa, oh, no. whoa, whoa, whoa!" And he it played, plays like the the frying egg sound. <laughs> this is what we're going for, guys. Vent- Ventress just sounds like exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is good. But like at the same time, like I didn't really, I don't know. In terms of her character, I find her a bit grating. The way she was just a bit like, oh god. Literally one note. I think her yeah. voice doesn't change like tone no. throughout the entire film. You know, even when batshit crazy things start happening. Yeah. <laughs> Although the, the one point it is doesn't at the end. That's when she explodes. <laughs> but we'll. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> oh yeah, there's spoilers in this podcast. I better put that. We've already spoiled like at least ninety five percent of the film, so there, there are spoilers in this podcast. Like, well, there we go. At least we at least warn people; they can't complain. We warned them halfway through, yeah. Um, so, okay, so she starts to explain the shimmer, and then Natalie Portman is now living on the base. Yeah, she meets the other people, the other the other girls, and they're like, "Well, we're going in there now." No one else has come out apart from. Kane, but she's she doesn't say oh that's oh I know him he's he's my husband yeah, yeah she doesn't she kind of like she kind of like keeps him keeps him a little secret she's like yeah. oh Kane oh I prefer the Undertaker she says something like that yeah yeah uh, throw him <coughs> off throw him off <laughs> <coughs> you're right <coughs> just choked on nothing 
It's a shimmer. <laughs> that means you're refracting. Um, and all the girls are like, uh, yeah, we're going in. It's probably a suicide mission, but eh, let's go out on a big one. And then like, um, got, we, they're like, we've got nothing else on. Nothing else on. It's the end there's of the no world. Pu- like. there's, no, there's no pubs around here. No. no. Let's, Dis- get, let's get ourselves into the shimmer. There might be a pub in there. Disneyland is shit. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is refracted. Yeah. And uh, so, I don't know how, would this even happen? Like Natalie Portman says, I want to be in on the mission. Like, <laughs> I want to get involved in the mission. Can someone give me, can someone give me a gun? I want to come on a mission. And then just go, same. Yeah, get involved. Yeah. Well, to be fair, she's got like the perfect CV for it. Served in the military. Did she bring a copy of her CV with her though? Yeah. Takes it everywhere. Digital. Uh, she emailed it to herself before. Uh, I've got you. She's got a phone on there. I mean, that's straight. Logged I into mean, Hotmail. Yeah, it's my CV. Let, let me just log into Hotmail. Oh, God, that's, that's my old account. Gmail. Uh, an email recovery email. I've got the password. Oh, God. This is, this is awkward. Nightmare. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Normally, so much more prepared than this, but I wasn't expecting to have a job interview. <laughs> Imagine passing out and then waking up and you've, you're giving it, you're at a job interview. Oh, that's, that's horrible. Absolutely. Maybe. maybe that's good actually because there's no time to, to prepare and like worry yourself too much because you get worried. You need sometimes prepare. <laughs> get thrown straight into it. What am I applying for? And then they go, and then they ask you the big question. So tell me about your weaknesses, and you go, ah. What's, what What's a horrible question? Um, that's a horrible question. What are your weaknesses? The, the one of the cliche things to say is, uh, my weaknesses are that I am a perfectionist. And, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's weird, horrible. isn't it? There's, I haven't done a job interview you, like that in so you long. Can't, you can't say what your actual weaknesses are. And my actual weaknesses are every, like, for hour and a half, I just zone out for about 20 minutes. <laughs> about 2 o'clock, <laughs> I need a nap. About 2 o'clock, I need a nap. Um, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, you know what I mean? I'm always looking at my phone. Uh, God, yeah. what I'll, else? Be doing, uh, I'll be doing my job, but, you know, I'll be on Facebook a fair bit. Yeah, well. I'll, be doing my, I'll, be, I'll be doing eight thing, eight things at once. I mean, the job yeah. will get done. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely watching the trailer for Infinity War when it comes out. <laughs> I've watched that so many times already. My Imperfections, yeah. I have about 20 tabs open on Chrome all the time. Never read them. <laughs> never read them? Yeah. Absolutely never. Yeah. Uh, I, won't, I won't ask you what they are. Yeah. Infinity War, man. It looks great. It's, uh, I haven't been that excited about a film for since I was like 10 years old or something. Oh, you're talking about Infinity War? Yeah. Sorry. sorry lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, both both the trailers have been... I've been ace, but I mean, it's like ten plus. Is it ten plus years? Yeah. Of, of build up. Well, not build up, but just like building a one like a great universe. And I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's good to. It's it's a rare. I mean, it is a rare thing to experience something like this coming together and all of it being good. Yeah. And not not going off the rails at any point because do you know I mean that does. What would happen. you do if it's really shit? <laughs> like it's the worst. It's it's Batman versus Superman. I don't know what I would do, but it won't be, will it? <laughs> we're just we're, such faith in it yeah it won't be that's the thing I mean that I, I saw someone put on Twitter that that trailer was mm. better was better than Justice League film 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And, you know, I'd probably... I've not seen the Justice League film. Just couldn't be bothered. There you go, but you could be bothered to watch the trailer, so there we go. It's it's better. Yeah, that's true. Um, Okay, so back to this. So, basically, we've got the the four, five team... Yeah. Something like that. Um, they're going into the into the shiver now, led by Ventress. Natalie Portman's going on, but she, no one knows the, her, her link to Kane or anything like that. Um, and they disappear. They walk into the um, into the shimmer, and then it cuts to black, and it goes, boop, 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 and then it goes the shimmer, and then yeah. they're inside the shimmer. I found that, I found this bit really scary. The fact that she wakes up in a tent, like we don't see them walking initially around. She wakes up in a tent. It's like it's been four days. And no yeah. one has any memory of like what's happened the last four yeah, days. Yeah, I mean that, that that was kind of weird, but also like I don't know, I don't know. How I felt about that bit. I feel like a lot I of this, I, a lot of it's like trying to just disorient you. I felt a bit robbed. Did you? Where's my four days of film? <laughs> oh, there's all four days. The most interesting stuff happened in those four days. Probably did. The initial bear attacks and all the crazy alien attacks happened then. Exactly. Yeah. And the... <laughs> yeah, they go walking around a bit. Obviously, they're checking <laughs> checking their instruments and finding not musical instruments. You know what I mean? Um, they're checking their instruments and going, "Oh, bloody hell! Four days have passed, and we got no signal, and yeah. uh, everything everything's messed up." <laughs> checking their instruments, the, the watches and stuff. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then um, Natalie Portman finds a, a weird flower thing, and she's like, "Hang on a sec." This flower is is uh, you've got a million types of flowers on one stem. A million? <laughs> it's counting. That's a lot. It took a long time. The majority of the films are counting them flowers. See, that's the kind of thing. Obviously, Natalie Portman would notice that, but I would not notice that. Yeah. You could you could put me in the shimmer. Because she's for, a woman. For twenty Triggered. years. <laughs> <laughs> we no, are. Because she's a scientist. <laughs> Uh, but also because she's a woman. They bloody love flowers, don't they? Or, or, or getting flowers that solve any problem. Oh, what have you done wrong then? Just give me the flowers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. She, you could put me in the shimmer. You could put me in the shimmer for fifty years, and I wouldn't notice that. I'd just go, nice flowers there, nice flowers there, yeah. nice flowers. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So then I'd be like, that's what flowers are, aren't they? Just yeah, that's what I thought, that. mate. Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought, but obviously not. <laughs> but that's why we ain't florists, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
She's like, this is weird because they're all on the same thing. Um, and then I think they get attacked by the. There's the first attack here, which is kind of scary. Kind of scary, but also like a bit muted. Like there wasn't. It wasn't like um. It just. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like a big, oh my God, oh my God. It kind of just... It, that never happened in this film, though. There was no, no, no. no it, it was very one I think we could have done it with a few more tents. I like this bit, though. I think this was tense enough, like, and it yeah. was It was a bit more like they were confused about what was going on. So obviously something grabs um, Tessa Thompson's character, pulls her into the, wa- into the water. Yeah. Natalie Portman goes after her and, like, awkwardly pulls her back out. And then we sort of see a big albino alligator type thing sort of yeah. appear out of like is it, is it like a houseboat or is it just like a sunken building I think it's sunken I think it like half the thing is sunken down yeah, something. yeah. It, it sort of appears jumps in the water and then comes yeah. at them yeah comes at them ah. um, and then and it does that lovely thing where it just goes opens its mouth and allows Natalie Portman to just fire her automatic weapon and she's like the... eat my bullets bitch and she does like... that a few times she, yeah. she loves shooting things to be honest least... when she was uh, shooting the gun I was like wow that's pretty badass actually she, uh, yeah, she's like got proper uh, John gun Connor face. face, gun face. She's got yeah. proper gun face, yeah, which I which I like. Yeah. I feel <coughs> fuck. <coughs> I wonder what my face would be like when I shoot a gun. I reckon it'd be like a little bit camp, like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they'd be the same face you pull when you're deeply concentrating on a game. Do you know what that face is? This one, like, uh, like um, t- <laughs> TV face. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I've got a. I think I'm a, either a lip biter or the tongue. Or... Oh, lip biter, you kinky, kinky bitch. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've definitely got that that uh, just completely expressionless face. You and, know then, what and then and then it goes black in the, on the game, and you see yourself reflected back, and you're like, Fuck. <laughs> oh god, oh yeah. Uh, what I've noticed is when I'm um, watching films, I'm really engrossed in something. I bite my nails to shit. Like I've got no nails because I just just doing that. Maybe I'm so engrossed in this podcast that I was biting my nails to shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so she kills the uh, the thing with uh, many bullets. The alligator yeah. open its its mouth, and they're like, "Hang on, so this is like a shark's mouth." Why like did rogue. they open its mouth? See where the bullets went. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was shooting it in the mouth, but yeah. I just want to check to make sure the bullet. I, I can't. I don't. I'm not sure. What whether they were just examining the it. Because it was like albino, and they were just examining what the hell was going on with it. But yeah, they just went. It's got like um, a couple of rows of teeth, like a shark, isn't it? Yeah, and they're like, it's wicked. It's like the flowers. It's too many different species things in in one thing. Yeah, um, and like that gets more and more. Like that idea gets more and more exacerbated the further we go into into these woods into the into the film. Yeah, um, I think it's the next. They they walk on a bit longer, and I think it's here they find the military base where yep. Kane had been staying with his own pals before. with his crew. Yeah, yeah. And on the outside of the military base, there's like all these sort of like weird mutated sort of plant people. Is that it? Looks like bit? it looks like plant people. There's like a, a skull in it. Um, it looked a bit sort of like fungusy. It reminded me of The Last of Us again. I mean, mm. a lot of this film reminded me of The Last of Us, um, but it reminded me of The Last of Us again with the sort of fungusy weird looking stuff yeah yeah um they they find they go into the um military base and uh they see there was a rotor and some men's names across that and they were like we're not up to those guys keith lost Dave, scrabble Bob, or something alan yeah <laughs> and i think this might be the scariest 
for me, if I, like in terms of like body horror, this was like one of the creepiest moments. Is uh, it's like watching a snuff film where they find a memory. This bit annoyed me actually. I was like, that cause it annoyed me when I was watching it, and I was like, "That's why you don't need to do that." They yeah. pick the SD card. It goes. This is an SD card for a camera. Yeah, it fits into my camera. We can watch. Like she said, it. And I was like, you really could just put another it in. thing. If you go, no, do you know what I mean? If you're going a bit mad, like they haven't been filming anything. If you're going a bit mad in this weird shimmery world, like, mm. you'd, would you really film important plot points? Like, I understand how it works. Like, say in a game or something. In a game, when you stumble across something like this, and you know, do you know what mm. I mean? The blanks need to be filled in. But I just think they could have done a lot of different stuff in this military base to fill in the blanks for them, rather than go. Just watch it on a. Just watch think, it on camera. Do you think instead of seeing that video, then so what? What happened? Uh, they it's Oscar Isaac cutting over, cutting his friend's stomach open, and his intestines are alive and they're like moving around yeah. or gross. It's like an intestinal worm or something. Looks like eels. Yeah, eels super up gross. inside you. Find an entrance where, where they, they can. Eels. Um, eels coming for your body, for your mind, for your anus. Eels. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> that was the first episode of Mike Boucher I ever watched. And I was, like, was it? It's fucking that's amazing. Like that's like serious free, though. Yeah, it was. It's good. It was pretty much like that. So, yes, yeah, so would you find it scary if they missed all that stuff and they went straight to <clears throat> them finding the body on the wall, which I found yeah. really amazing to like scary yeah. and kind of creepy and. Yeah, because it looked weird. It looked, it didn't look like it didn't look like super gross. It was like floral and like all it's all weird and foamy. Kind of pretty. It looked like uh, like a uh, coral reef sort of uh, yeah. we'd find on, they, on the on the sea floor. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it did. They should have found that. They should have found a knife in it in his stomach or on the floor. And or then maybe it should have moved a little bit or something. Ooh. Yeah, and yeah. they could have easily told that story without us needing to see it on a bloody camera. You should have found the letter, and it would have cut to black, and you'd see this letter. That you can move around with your analog stick, and then it says A to read. We found <laughs> yeah. the knife. Um, <laughs> that would have been that would have been great. Yeah, I just felt like the video camera yeah. stuff was a little bit cheap. Yeah, I do. I do, I do know what you mean. Um, but the, the the actual thing of the guy, so there's like his legs look okay, I think, for the most part, like a dead man's legs, and then he had the stomach, and then it just seems to get increasingly weird as it sort of, yeah. Um, refracts further and further and his face is like at the top like really hot it's really quite like an amazing production design i think that, that yeah part. yeah and it would have been and, and the fact that we didn't have to like we didn't see it happening or anything like that yeah it's cool because we got yeah like, what the fuck happened yeah what's uh, happened there yeah. oh god uh, what are that, you that, that, would blow, <laughs> that would blow your mind wouldn't it if you saw that you just go nah see you later yeah. i'm out of here yeah you get to like shoot yourself can't I'm shimmering out of here. Uh, sh- shimmer away. So, I think they hang around there. Oh, so, yeah, so now we start to split up. Like, half of them are like, let's go home. The other half like, no, I want to go to the Ventress. Especially, like, I want to go to see this lighthouse. Apparently, it's very cool. Um, yeah. Because that's where the, the thing landed. Um, and then, why did Nasty Potman tricks them into saying, it's quicker if we go to the lighthouse. Why did she? Why is she even bothered about the others going? So I think I don't know if she's too bothered. I think she just thinks that they. I guess she thinks they should all stick together, mm. and she obviously wants to go to the lighthouse because she wants to find something that's hopefully going to cure. Yeah. Kane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they. This is the thing when they when they when they all did you see when they stay in the watchtower thing? Yeah. 
I mean, that that was a moment. You know, when a moment in a film happens, you go, "Why don't they all just stay up there?" And then they did. And like it was just one of the. Usually that happens in a film, and you're like, "Why didn't they just do this?" And then they don't. They'll stay like. But why did they even need somebody at this point when they all slept in the watchtower? Yeah. They had someone. They had someone like on on watch. But like, I watch, think they were watch. they were following the shifts set by the. By the um... Yeah, but why would you do that? Because it obviously didn't work for them. And also, <laughs> you're up up a watchtower. So like, instead of one person being on their own at a ground level... To be fair, the watchtower is designed to be... To that's where you watch stuff from. Exactly. I'd, yeah. If I was watching, I'd be like, can I just... Right, you all sleep in the watchtower and I'll just stand around it. I've yeah. got a better I'll be view. Quiet. I'll, I'll be f- quiet. I'll be quiet. I've got 360 <laughs> yeah. degree... Like, I can see all around. Yeah. But they don't. So that's just asking for trouble. Yeah. Um, the only one who's kind of Natalie Portman's friend in this, uh, I forget her name now, Candessa or something. Yeah. Um, she, you know, you hardly see this happen. It's, it's very kind of sudden and, and in the dark. Something's yeah. got through the fence. Um, yeah. Is making noises. Again, and... they just see a hole in the fence, right? Yeah. So everywhere is messed up everywhere is like falling apart or whatever but suddenly someone just goes oh my god there's a hole in the fence down there yeah you just say the whole fence is yeah you know i mean it wouldn't be a big deal and also how can you see it like so so far in the freaking dark and not not see the actual thing coming not not, not see the thing coming yeah Yeah. and when when this like attacks them yeah sorry sorry it kind of it kind (laughs) of comes out of nowhere and also happens in almost silence yeah and it's um, they say they say it, was, it might have been a bear. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a bear. It it looked like a could have been anything. Wombat. Could have been Paul Gascoigne. It looked a bit like Paul Gascoigne to me, <laughs> crying, crying yeah. <laughs> on his Probably. way to see Raul Moat. Yeah. Um. So she gets stolen. This, this is always kind of terrifying. We can still hear them screaming, and they sort of chase after her a little bit. But like she's somewhere yeah. in the woods, and all of a sudden the screaming stops. It's like ah. Oh bloody hell! She's gone. She's dead. I nearly, caught, I nearly caught up with her as well. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. Um. The, the next morning, they, they carry on. Um. Natalie Portman finds the body. Um. It's definitely dead. It's all mould and stuff. Um. But then they carry on. They find some. Yeah. Houses. This is when this is when Natalie Portman sees some deer with some nice flowers in their antlers. Yeah. Which uh, which which was a lovely, beautiful shot. But yeah, yeah that was it. I feel like I've seen what that, that shot a few times now, but the deer in the wild. Yeah. Oh, God, it's in everything, isn't it? It's, whenever there's any sort of post-apocalyptic thing, there'll be a moment where a deer turns up, and whoever's looking at it goes, wait, listen, don't scare them. Yeah. They watch the deer. They watch the deer for a little while, and then the deer gets scared by something and runs away. Yeah. There's a really terrible, terrible CGI deer moment in The Walking Dead. I think it might be like series six or seven. So bad that you're like, why is that even in this? Does it's it, like it is like PS1 graphics. There's a, a CGI idea in Free Billboards. Um, yes, there is. Yes, is, there is. I don't yeah. really understand. It, it's 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 a weird sort of moment that like injects some sort of calm. What is this into... supposed to represent? God is. I don't here. know. Things are okay. Nature. Nature is okay. Nature's thriving, even though horrible things are around. Yeah. Like death, like death and mutation. Yeah. Nature's thriving. And there's a deer here. Um, look how calm bear. it is. Yeah. But don't scare it. Remember what happened to Bambi's yeah. mum. Also, they look like more like Pokemon than deer. Flowery. Yeah, they did. Flowery on. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah. thing is, we don't see that many 
creatures in this film, do we? No, I think I would like to see more. Yeah, creatures like Avatar level, like well, what the that thing? <clears throat> what the hell was that? Oh my yeah. god, a bird just went past. But or it's like, like a legs noise, and... like a just like creepy noises and lights yeah. and so yeah, they could they could have gone or like, to town. Or, that kind or, of like, stuff. or like a bird, a bird with human legs. Yeah, <laughs> 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 just running past, spreading yeah. past. Free eye fish from the Simpsons. Yeah, Yeah. couldn't load stuff. (laughs) Okay, um, so they carry on walking now. Um, One of them is is getting uh, increasingly freaked out. She's looking at her hand and her her skin's moving and stuff. Um, I can't remember her name now, but um, and she's starting to look at. She's looking at the apartment like she wants to kill her for some reason. Uh, they find this estate, the housing estate, um, and there's loads of these flower people. Yeah, and they, they go into one of their houses. So not so non non living flower people. So it's like the flowers have grown into, into these the shape. Human, yeah, they said these... something about that. They said that in some flowers DNA has the human being structure or something. I, I don't know if I read if I heard that right or if it made any sense or if it's real. Yeah, but... so obviously in terms of way, the way the DNA was being refracted, mm. somehow it was. I don't know. Yeah, I like that idea. Though. I think that was interesting. I think I... that was cool. The fact they like to dist- like acts like a prism and distorts yeah. and refract refracts the way a prism would refract light. It's a really cool, interesting DNA. idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like uh, I think everyone's bodies are going to get a little bit weird at that point. Um, they stay in this house. Go to sleep, and then the and then one, one of, is going crazy, punches her in the face. Well, before this happens, sorry, yeah. uh, we do see Tessa Thompson's character when she sees the human-shaped plants. She kind of just walks off into the distance, and like almost immediately, starts plants start growing out of her, and then she kind of like is gone. But we're just—is that before this or after? I think it's a little bit after, but it's uh, ah, right, not okay. not long after, yeah. Um, but yes, we find out she uh, so she cuts herself. Um, Tess Thompson's character, uh, she's got a history yeah. of it. I think she's maybe tried to commit suicide or something. And the plants start growing yeah. out of her cuts, and um, yeah, that's right. Very symbolic. Um, but yeah, so uh, this the one who goes a bit crazy. She knocks Nazi Pomp's character out, ties up to a chair, all of them up to chairs, and then she says, "I'm gonna cut you open." Uh, <laughs> But then they start hearing a scream of the one who got killed by the bear. Um, I think yeah, this might be a lot of people's favorite, favorite bit. Cass, yeah. Yeah, this was, this was cool. Um, the bear kills the her, <laughs> and then um, and then it's just well, well at, the, at, this, at this point, sorry, um, yeah. it's when she works out that Lena's husband was Kane. So obviously, she thinks that she's like a she's been planted there, or she's like an, an insider somehow, and yeah. She sort of wants the truth, but yeah, so we hear Cass's sort of scream outside. She goes to investigate Anya, that's her name, I think. Yeah, the one who's going crazy, and then the old faceless bear comes in, yeah, and uh, mauls her pretty bad. It's like uh, the revenant, that sort of level of mauling, yeah. Um, I think I, I think I did sort of think the revenant at this point, yeah. And all of them are like tied, and the thing keeps doing this like horrible The sound effects were really good, um this horrible sort of noise and it sounds just like Cassie screaming um, yeah so obviously it's killed Cass and somehow like in her final moments like the sound of her has somehow been absorbed by this creature Yeah. so now it sounds like Cass's final screams or it can mimic the sound of Cass's final screams 
Yeah. Um, can it can it not see because it kind of like toys with the toys with the women. It's weird. Well, it's, it hasn't got any face. I don't really understand it. Like it's just a skull. Yeah. Yeah. How's, how's, how's it living? Eh? I don't know. Get except see me like that. If your bones exposed like that, um, should be dead soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I can't remember what happens here. They get out and start shooting it. Yeah, I think they managed to like get themselves free. I'm not sure if they help each other or something, but yeah, Natalie Portman again does the sort of shooting thing. But she gets she gets yeah. she gets kind of attacked, and then I can't remember who. I think Josie shoots the creature, kills it. Yeah, and then that's again when everyone the next morning everyone's discussing turning back again. Yeah, where would they even go at this point? It's one of those things, you know, when like you're watching a film and they've like been obviously getting through it for days and days and days and then suddenly get right we've got to turn back now we've had enough it's like yeah but turn back for like another you're not gonna make it you're yeah. not gonna make it mate you're not gonna make it so like now we're coming to the, the final act of the film really um they go to the tess thompson turns into a flower um and then ventress yeah. oh yeah no, that was this bit wasn't it yeah ventress and that department go off i think ventress goes ahead of her um they go to the lighthouse natalie portman there's like yeah, so so the lighthouse is like the very center of the shimmer. So when we see landed, when we yeah. when we see wherever this thing landed and sort of started mm. taking over the taking over the landscape, um, it was at a lighthouse, which was I thought you know, good shot wherever you yeah. landed, land at land at a nice yeah. memorable bit. I thought it was like a oh, meteor I... or something, but it, it yeah, I think it, we realized it's some sort of alien thing. But it's like outside the lighthouse. This wasn't really explained. There's like bones stacked very neatly in like yeah. A, which I think were Kane's uh, team members or something. Yeah, and then there's like some weird sort of like icicle or crystallized looking structure that kind of. I think like... it's the uh, sand, like glass, ah, yeah, glass, yeah. glass, glass oh, made right, from yeah, the sand. Of course, yeah, that, yeah. Makes, that, makes lo- that makes a lot more sense. Watchman style glass sculpture trees. Yeah, it was thing. Like that. It was yeah. Like that. Um, so then they they climbed into the into the lighthouse. Um, there's a dead body there. It's like it's been blown up, and there's a camera. Your favorite storytelling device. Uh, <laughs> she watches it and it's uh, Oscar Isaac saying if you see my wife tell her I'm some, I can't remember but he has a phosphorus grenade I've never heard of this before but it's very cool it's sort of uh, yeah 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 it's very white a white phosphorus grenade so it's very hot and very bright mm. he blows himself up with that and then uh, the other Oscar Isaac the one who's actually from the start of the film is is recording the thing yeah, he's he's had the presence of mind to bring uh, JVC video camera with him for the for the big moment of the foster. Yeah, would it be weird if he if we saw that and then we suddenly saw him disappear? Do you know what I mean? And they'd be like, "That's how he got to the yeah, know, literally yeah. from that to or the like start he of the film." Yeah, transformed, or he just turned the camera. Hey, <laughs> don't try this at home. Yeah, click and like and subscribe, guys. This like is my and vlog. subscribe. <laughs> oh, that was a bit of a yeah. dangerous experiment, but you know. Yeah. Um, and there's a hole where the meteor or whatever it was went into the deep, deep, deep into the lighthouse. She crawls into it, and then she sees Ventress. Maybe is she naked? Ventress is like I can't remember if she's naked. Maybe you're like naked. Maybe you wanted her to be. I just naked. imagine it being that sort of uh, psychedelic. Yeah, this is very sort of like alien. There's a lot of like black shapes and stuff around. Yeah, it was very Geigery, I thought. Yeah, it was very Geigery. Yeah. Um, and they look pretty cool. Uh, and then she kind of like just starts. She, te- I think she tells Natalie Portman it's a, 
that everything here is like extraterrestrial and it will spread and encompass yeah. the entire world. But then she kind of like disintegrates, turns into like this glowing yellow. What would you say? Like it was like um, uh, it's like like a mercury balls of mercury floating around. Yeah. It was a, it was a very abstract sort of thing, wasn't it? This is where the, throughout the film it's always been a little bit weird. This is the point where it goes. You thought that was weird. Yeah. This is going to be full on now. You thought that was weird. Take yeah. a look at this. Yeah. And then Natalie Portman, I did think it was very cool. Natalie Portman, it all starts to like bunch up together and it's like looking at Natalie Portman in this weird sort of digital. It looks like, you know, when you, you know, the Dolby surround sound thing at the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like all the set, like it's testing the bassiness of the surround sound. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like ball bearings. It's that. It's that pretty much. Pretty much. It looks like um, on iTunes if you're playing music and there's a visualizer mode, and you sort of get yeah. It looks oh, like visualizer that. mode. Oh man, that's yeah. a, that's old school. That is <laughs> visualizer mode on Windows Media Player. Yeah, it's exactly it's that. Uh, but it's it's like a HD version of that. And for some reason, Natalie Portman's crying blood. The blood goes yeah. into it. And then it starts to turn into a human. The, the music gets super creepy. Sort yeah. of. It sounds like a Tom York track. Like yeah. there's, there's a couple of solo. And like, so it starts off very country musicy and ends with Tom York. That's like, uh... yeah, almost, almost like notes that are like backwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very bassy as well. <laughs> it's very much like that. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then that point starts to get out. And then this thing follows her. Well, she shoots it first, which she loves firing that gun at any point she can. Uh, I like to have the bullets sort of like the, the bullet trails became. Yeah, the bullets kind of went. Yeah. Shing, shing, shing. Like, like it reminded me of ever played ever played Metal Gear Solid Two. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a character in it. Oh God, I've forgotten what her name is already. But there's a character who's like so lucky. Oh, I can't remember <laughs> her name. Is. But like they shoot no, her weird. and the bullets just fly past. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been maybe 15 years since I played that. Yeah, I'll try and find out. if I Fortune, there we go. Um, so she's called Fortune just because she's so lucky. So basically, <laughs> she gets like shot at. Like, I can't yeah. remember if it's Snake or, or maybe Raiden. How, how, how do you kill her? Oh, God, I can't remember. Honestly, can't remember. But yeah, basically that, that happens where she stands in the way of somebody yeah. and whoever's shooting her, the bullets are just like bending off in all these different directions. I thought yeah. that was quite cool. Yeah. There are some weird, there are some weird villains in Metal Gear Solid 2. There's like a vampire in it. Yeah. So we see, so Metal Gear Solid 1, all the villains are kind of weird, but they're kind of realistic as well. And then number two is like, there's a vampire. There's a vampire in this and <laughs> uh, a, a, a bulletproof woman who can yeah. just bullets. There we go. Who's your favourite villain, Metal Gear Solid villain? Oh god, Revolver Ocelot, I think. Yeah, he's cool. Or or Grey Fox, they're both they're both good. I still, I think Revolver's a good guy there. I, I, I like I like the running around the top down running around villain the running around boss fights, where you've got to like run around and just avoid stuff. Sniper yeah. Wolf, I always thought that was a good battle. Ah, oh, Sniper Wolf was great as well. Pretty epic. Emotional. It's sad in the end, yeah. But you get the Nikita thing to sort of go around the back of her. Did you do that one? Or did you snipe her? Oh, I think I sniped her, but yeah, that yeah. those those were good. The the uh remote control missile things yeah okay <laughs> um right uh, so she runs away and then this is the bit i was like i don't know if i maybe i like this maybe it's when it starts to mirror her moves 
Yeah, and it looks like a Daft Punk video. It looks like a Daft Punk. Yeah, you, you could put some Daft Punk music on there. Um, I don't know. She, later on, she says she doesn't even know if the thing knew she was there. Yeah. Like, it was just so alien. So, yeah, so it's this, you, you get the impression that this alien life form, whatever it is, whatever it wants to do, is mimicking people. It's taking out, it's obviously, we don't get the point. It doesn't feel like it's... Uh, like trying to kill anyone or kill anything. It's just interacting with the world in it's such a different way that it's yeah. harmful to us. Or yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's like it's learning. It's like it's adapting. It's mm. like it's taking taking DNA and just like improving on it because because it's sort of like a green metallic structure, yeah. humanoid, yeah. and it never and it never like and it stays in this weird sort of shape for quite a while. Yeah, like a morph. There's a bit. <laughs> there's a bit where an Portman goes to the door and it presses against her. And yeah, it's like, that's kind of creepy. Like, yeah, space. Imagine, imagine, imagine it being quite later, heavy. Like a little weird tongue, like that is Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that's good. Uh. <laughs> and then, and imagine then if his face turned into Freddy Krueger's face. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, and his arms yeah. are really long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, again, this was creepy, but I think it could have been creepier. It could have done yeah. some much more creepy stuff. It was kind of like this kind of like weird dance and this weird sort of standoff they were having it seemed to last a while. And see, I, don't, I think that yeah, I probably wouldn't have done the dance <laughs> if it was me, Alex Garland. Like you, you're very good. You know what you're doing, but I probably wouldn't have done a dance. Like it just seems so odd. Like if it should be, it could have been way more menacing than that. But yeah. then again, maybe it's not supposed to be menacing. I think that might be the point. Maybe it wasn't supposed yeah. to be a dance. Maybe it was supposed to just be a bit more like it was a bit like. Working out what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, so, and eventually it turns into an identical copy of her. That's creepy when its face is halfway there. Yeah, that looks yeah. a bit odd. Yeah. That looks a bit strange. Um, but yeah, and then somehow Natalie Portman or Lena manages to like trick it into putting a grenade in its hands. So I don't grenade. It's mirroring have, everything and then have a little have a little go on this. Huh? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it kills it kills the thing and then uh all like everything in the shimmer starts burning. Yeah, um, the, the creature like creature and... like goes back down into the into the underneath the lighthouse and the fire sort of engulfs all the alien shapes and yeah stuff in there and it engulfs the lighthouse and then everything around starts lighting on fire as well. It's like Jesus yeah. Christ, Lena, Shimmer. yeah, ruined it for everyone. And then uh, and then it cuts to the 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 start of the film, which is actually the end of the film when Benedict yeah. Wong is talking to her, um, and then he goes. Oh, your husband is fine now. Since the shimmer disappeared, um, he's, he's woke been, up. He's woke up. He's fresh as a daisy. And um, she goes to see him, and she goes, "You're not really Kane." And he says, "Are you really Lena?" And then they hug, and the eyes are shimmery. And I, was like, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know yeah. about that ending. Bet, I don't know. It felt like it felt like a bit of a nothing ending to me. It would have been better if she was actually Lena. And he was like weird Kane, but somehow she was like, ah, that's all right. We'll just stay together. I think they should have uh, hugged and then <laughs> Kane's face should have turned back into the, the weird green thing. thing. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Or they should have started to merge together. Something should have, something weird, maybe. I don't know. Or they, or they were still in the shimmer. Yeah. This was, the, the mm. shimmer was like, was the base now and somehow it was you know what I mean I don't know yeah it felt like it could have gone in a lot of different ways other than the way it did which it felt a little bit it felt, well, it felt like one of those endings where it's like 
it thinks it's smarter than it is where you're like mm. oh well I, think, you know I mean, rather than, oh, interesting. I think if you look at it, like, thematically, Annihilation, she she goes in there to, like, destroy herself. Oh, we, we completely missed all like, the stuff about her being... The only reason she goes in there is because she cheated on him yeah. with this guy, and he knew, and that's why he felt okay to go in there in the first place, I think. So that, yeah, so it was, like, someone, someone she worked with or, like, yeah. in the college or something. So, yeah, there's a lot of, like, sort of... She's breaking down... Mm breaking down herself as a person and sort of almost like yeah. being re- rebuilt and a lot about, yeah, a lot of sort of stuff about itself. It's thematically meaty. I mean, there's, there's stuff to, to get in there. Um, oh yeah, it's def- definitely meaty. I just think sometimes when things, when the plot is a bit, I don't want to say Fredbear because I don't, I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's Fredbear. But when Fred the plot Bear. is, as I said earlier, when the plot is a bit wishy-washy, I sometimes find that these thematical, um, hmm. Almost said thematical themes then, which would have been <laughs> pretty amazing. <laughs> pretty I've never amazing. Heard that before, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, it felt like they they almost got. I, I didn't take them as seriously, and they got left at the wayside simply because. Yeah. I felt like the the plot wasn't exactly. I wasn't getting what I wanted from it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sunshine? Give me some of that plot. Ooh. Give me some of that <laughs> plot, for one, mate. Just a little bit. Just Grab a little a bit of plot for the lads. <laughs> okay. Uh, trivia. trivia. Yeah. Question mark. Um. Number one, bit of an open-ended question. What was the controversy around the casting? Controversy around the casting? Specifically, um, Natalie Portman's character. Um, well, let, let me guess. Controversy usually, in this day and age, is the whitewashing of a character. True, yeah. So she, uh, her character and Jennifer Jason Lee's characters were in the books described as Asian and half Native American. Although Alex Garland... Um, when he started to make this film, book one was out and he hadn't said, only book one was out, they hadn't mentioned anything about the race until book two and three. So by that point, huh. he'd, already, he'd already cast them. He's like, he started reading book two what? and three. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> back, back to that. Um, number two. There's, a, there's a fair bit of diversity within the rest of the cast. I think it's a, in terms of like a forward thinking diverse film, it's, it's all women, like all diverse. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. Um, it's got Benedict Wong in it. You know, for the diverse, for the Chinese market. Yeah, love a bit of Benedict. <laughs> um, number two, uh, which actor was filming two films at the same time? I know the answer to this is Mr. Oscar Isaac. Oh. I read, I read, I read a little snippet somewhere. Yeah. And when he was on his lunch break doing Star Wars, he quickly run over, do a bit of annihilation, and come back and then do a. That's weird. Those two characters are so different. Like in yeah. terms of because well, Poe Dameron. It, is also it? interesting that that Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac share a share a script share a share a film mm. and they are both Star Wars yeah. Illumini Padme Illumini Padme yeah okay um number three controversially true or false Alex Garland decided not to read the novel controversially mm. oh that's got to be false isn't it surely <laughs> probably should have structured these questions in a different way. He got but, uh, someone else. He got someone else. There. You read the book and tell me what's going on. Well, the first thing is um, the main character's white, and uh, <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> he said that the controversy actually was that he only read the novel once, and he decided not to reread it whilst he made the film because he wanted to capture the experience he had from reading the novel rather than making a like a, an adaptation. He said the book was so weird; he didn't want to try that. Um, but it's stuff like apparently the shimmer isn't called the shimmer in the book. There's, there's a number of differences in the book. Uh, it's not really the way though. Number four, 
this could blow your mind, or it might not be true. Uh, the house they camp at in the Shimmer is the same house that Lena lives in outside the Shimmer. True or false? That's nuts, but yeah, why not? It is. It's the same house that um, she she lives in outside the house. So, I suppose they spent a lot of time upstairs in yeah. the first one because she was getting it on. More thematic meatiness there, I think. The fact yeah. that it's the exact same house. Yeah. Makes it very interesting. Um, number five, the Ouroboros tattoo appears on Lena's arm at the end of the film. It also appears on Anya's arm for, for the majority of the film. Where else does the Ouroboros tattoo appear? Oh, God. Well, like, is it on another, on another human being? Yeah. Is it appearing in, in an eye? No, I don't think, well, it might be. I haven't seen that. Oh, no, no, that's me guessing. Yeah. Um, um, but no. On the crocodile's ass hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's on the, uh, on the body of the soldier on the wall at the start. Oh. And then it goes on to Anya. And then it goes on to... Um, Onto oh. Lena at the end, and so this... Lena didn't. So she didn't have the tattoo throughout. Uh, no, no, no. Oh. She has. She has her at the start when she's being questioned, and it's yeah. um, Ouroboros is obviously the snake that eats itself, and it's supposed to be yeah. another bit of thematic meatiness. Ouroboros, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that whole thing about the house. I read about it. And I was like, oh, that is kind of interesting because does it mean it was. Yeah, the house recreated from was someone's it, mind or something. Like it's is that yeah? Are we saying that? Or are we literally is is it is it as thematically meaty as that, or is it literally they just had that set? <laughs> well, I'm sure it helped. I'm sure like they were like, wow, oh, this is cracking. We don't have to build another house. We'll just put some bloody leaves there. Thematic, <laughs> in it, like thematic. Yeah, they'll say, well, the house is like it's it's all of these uh, thematic themes, mate. We're gonna. I love. I love a thematic theme more so than a non thematic theme. <laughs> yeah. Um, we need to grade the film. Okay. Yeah. So I understand the love. I do understand the love, and I want to. I want to watch it again because mm. it's got a lot going for it, and it probably will be one of those films that lasts long in the, in the in the psyche, and yeah. do you know what I mean. It's probably. Yeah. It's probably yeah. Let's be honest. It's got enough going on, but as I said, the plot, the plot for me, it was lacking in places, mm. and I never really got. I was never really convinced by it. Where I think a lot of people were convinced by it from the start, but it never, it never grabbed me. You know what I mean? It never grabbed me and said, "Fist." It never fisted me. You wanted a snake to eat your ass. Fisting. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. on that note, and on that note, <laughs> I'd probably give it a. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking lower than this recently, but I think right. because I've been listening, right. because I've been listening, right. because I've been listen, listening right. to the soundtrack, right? Because <laughs> I've been listening yeah. to the soundtrack and the vibe of it. Has been, I've been getting into the vibe of it a bit. I'll yeah. probably go for a B minus. <laughs> no, that's more. Than, I thought you were going to go for a C or a D. That's mean, isn't it? Well, I, I just, I was, I was just, just from I was what you were, around, just from the energy I was getting from you when when you first watched it. Yeah, that was like the day after, wasn't it? The day yeah. after, I was I was full of disappointment. Deeper disappointed. Yeah. And then you were C for... Crapola. <laughs> C for... Okay, with a C. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I'm going to give it a B as well. I think it's really good. I think um, it's one of those films that um, is like automatically and instantly its own thing. Like, I can't think of any films that really sort of 
capture this kind yeah. of shit. and you know, the, the I mean, whole idea of refractive DNA and the body horror involved in that is is uh, philosophically like, like amazing, like uh, such a, a unique and interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was very unique. Mm. But like, I don't know. I think um, some parts I, I felt like I would have liked a bit more. It sounds kind of lame, but a bit more like formula. I would have like a bit more formula, like a bit more of a, a whiz bang on the end. Like, you know the film yeah, yeah. Adaptation? He says yeah. in in that film, as he's writing the screenplay, the guy tells him that you have to have, you have to end on a big bang. So he yeah. so he, he ends the film Adaptation on, on, a, on a car crash and a, and a shootout. <laughs> like, it, it, it needs something like that. This, um, this, this is a bit of a fizzle out, isn't it? Yeah. But there you go. Uh, okay, so pretty good. Yeah. Next week, are we doing? Because we were on about doing a thing like, like before we did the top ten, where we talk about have a bit of a reminisce about the films. We could do that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. It'd be a nice, a nice surprise for everybody. Who knows? By the way, this episode had spoilers in it. Uh, I hope you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hope it didn't ruin anything for you. If 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 the film has been spoiled, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else to say? Nothing else. Fine. <laughs> Good enough for me. Yeah. The show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovac Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a five star rating review on iTunes. Remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to Ben for being a real horror dude. Thank you, Luke. Have you decided what to watch with your mum tomorrow? Not yet. Not yet. I haven't. So, uh,. I'm going to be perusing Netflix for some horror. You know, you've recommended a couple of things to me, so we'll uh, mm. we'll see what's going on. Nice. All right. Nice. Just in a bit. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.